Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Cork Today on C103. Email Patricia now with your story or comment. Cork Today at C103.ie. Now, yesterday on the programme, it was so hard not to feel heartbroken for Blarney farmer Dan Cronin and his family, who was outlining to us the savage dog attack on his sheep and lambs that happened last Friday afternoon. Coincidentally, yesterday, the Irish Farmer Association were before the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Agriculture calling for an urgent introduction of tighter dog control measures. And joining me is Kevin Comiskey, who is the National Chair of the IFA Sheep Committee. Good morning to you, Kevin. Good morning, Patricia. And Good morning to your listeners. You're very welcome. How many dog attacks on livestock do you believe happen every year? Oh, um, every year. It, um, well, since uh, just a little bit of background, Patricia, since I became, I've been the Sheep Committee six years, and this has been on the agenda uh, for all of those six years. So when I was elected in January of 2022, I said I was making it a priority of mine to try and get something in place and some legislation and uh, sanctions in place for this issue. And I knew, as I said, it was a big issue. But since I became elected chairman, I've been called a weekly, if not daily basis and attacks right across the country from small numbers, maybe two, three, seven sheep right up to where we've seen huge attacks, uh, 50 and 70 in Monegal and now around different places across the country. When I was talking with Dan yesterday, he was making the point that a lot of it goes underreported. People feel there's no point even reporting it. The dogs and the owners are never going to be found. Yes, it does, especially the smaller, as I said there, the smaller incident uh, goes underreported. People, is that disillusioned with it? And that has been the way uh, lack of action, basically, Patricia, from the government and officials. Um, no action being taken and farmers feel let down on the ground. Uh, definitely, that, uh, there's nothing being done about it. So that's why we have been putting uh, strong uh, thoughts together. We have microchipping and licensing. Uh, the license linked to appropriate owners, a single national database, appropriate sanctions that reflect the horrendous damage like uh, Dan was describing on your show yesterday morning, and the uh, horrendous uh, damage it does right across farms. And then the final one that would be there that I think and is most critical and important is enforcement. If enforcement isn't carried out, you can have all the laws in the world, but if you don't have enforcement, it falls at the first fence. So it's critical. 
Yeah, and, and and certainly that was one of the points that a number of people made yesterday. All, you know, of all the laws in the world. Uh, so when it comes to enforcement, are we saying then that we need more dog wardens with greater powers? Certainly, certainly more dog wardens with greater powers and a lot more of them. A lot more. There's only about 60 dog wardens in the country. We in IFA estimate eight to 900 dogs, 200 of them possibly about licensed or microchipped. A vast majority of them not done, not under control. So it'll take a significant amount of funding and uh, dog wardens put in place. But this, this can't be self-financing when it's the, the dog licenses are being paid and all that, and uh, it'll pay for itself. But we also need this thing of out walking on hills and letting dogs off leads on hills and, and out on walkways. Uh, a campaign, for uh, awareness campaign also to, to deal with these things. People cannot let their dogs out of control out through farmland and across farmland because it's devastating the damage they can do and it just has to stop. Yeah, because when I was chatting with Dan yesterday, one of the points he made is that he's fearful that the dogs will come back again. Is there evidence that once a dog gets, and I hate putting it like this, but the taste of blood, that they'll continue to attack into the future? Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm a farmer all my life and I've witnessed dog attacks and sheep kills um, and unfortunately horrendous ones there, as I said, in the last 12 months. That was the fear in money goal. That's the fear with every farmer like Dan in that situation. And the man in money goal, I was down, I visited his farm, 50 sheep killed there. He had to house the rest of the sheep because dogs wasn't got and the fear that they would come back. And that's a big issue for me as well. Um, and I have said this to the ministers when I met with them, and we did meet with the working group as well that the minister set up recently, and indeed I'd be hopeful of an announcement shortly. But, um, you know, outsourced to animal welfare organisations and that, and some of these dogs, you know, that's lifted, and there could be possible offenders from possible dogs that have done attacks and killed sheep and rehomed again, it is not acceptable. Not acceptable at all because they will reoffend and they will do it again when, they, as you say, unfortunately, when they get the taste of blood. So you think if a dog is attacks once, you're saying that dog should be humanely put down? Well, without a shadow of a doubt, yes, definitely, because it will. It's a, and you can't blame the dog for doing it the first time, and he will definitely do it again. But it's the responsible ownership. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the owners I blame here, and it's it's. Uh, 100% lies at the owner's doorstep because it's the dog's natural instinct to do this. So if you take your dog for your walk but keep it on the lead at all times? Keep it on the lead at all times. Keep it under effective control and there won't be an issue. But if you don't and if the dog's is found off lead, the dog warrants, the guardy, extra personnel has to be out there and appropriate sanctions and court cases and people uh, highlighted and brought to court and fined and that's the only way you'll get the, uh, the evidence out there you know and when you when people see the sanctions being put in place they will start to wake up. Okay because I know the IFA you launched uh, was it a no dogs allowed on our lands campaign did that did that help in any way? It's a, it's a little bit it is a help yes and we've been at it for the last number of years and the reason we've done that and we're still maintaining that position is no dogs allowed on the farmland because of the reckless behaviour of people going in on land treating the land as if they own it and they have a natural right to walk the land 
which they don't is the farmers own the land and you're on their property, let it be commonage or elsewise, and you're on a farm, working farm, uh, operational farm ground, and you have to have dogs on the control. And if you don't, you cannot, and we won't allow them to be on it. And just by the way, when we're talking about enforcement, has there been many convictions for owners of dogs who were found that their dog was responsible for sheep attacks? I'm trying to think of, have I seen many of them reported in the papers? Very, very, very so, yeah. few. There wouldn't be a very small handful if, if there is. Uh, there's not. That's the problem. That's the big problem, as I said, is enforcement and penalties and sanctions put in place. You know, because it's like having your car out on the road for tax and insurance. If you think there's going to be no checkpoints, you're going to drive away. And if they're not going to be caught or they're not going to be, you know, a penalty or a sanction in place, you, you, people will do it recklessly. OK, but you want you certainly want the full enforcement of, of microchipping of all dogs. Of microchipping of all dogs. And indeed, the veterinary practices has a role to play here as well. When people pose with their, uh, their dog or their pet or whatever to the vet to get it treated, to get it vaccinated, to get worms, tablets, whatever. When farmers go with their sheep or their calf or cow or whatever to get a vaccine, to get a medicine, you have to give the tag number. The exact same thing should to apply to dogs that the vet cannot prescribe any medicine unless the dog is microchipped and licensed. And until then, that's the, they cannot be prescribed with any of these medications. It would be a help also. OK, OK. All right. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Kevin. And uh, thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. Thank you very much. Thank Good you. morning to you. That is Kevin Comiskey. Kevin is the chair of the National IFA uh, Sheep Committee with that message. Once again, as we gave out yesterday, responsible pet ownership. Please know where your dogs are at all times because it was just devastating listening to poor Dan yesterday talking about his uh, sheep. Uh, 0818103103. A listener has been on by text saying, uh, Does anybody has anybody been on the Clonakilty to Cork City road this morning and is it okay to travel on it. I don't know if we've had many reports of bad road conditions in West Cork. It certainly has been in North Cork and in West uh, Limerick. So if anybody has travelled into Cork City on the Clon Road this morning in the last couple of hours where the road conditions okay because somebody obviously a little bit nervous and needs to travel on that road. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.